reality. Our dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something is actually strange. Another dream or dreams. Or dreams. Welcome to QCO Podcast Dream Episode. Danny Travis and Alan here to provide you with these sweet dream tales brought from Danny's subconscious. <laughs> so fresh out of box. Yeah. Is that uh, how you say it? Fresh out of box. I don't know. <laughs> Why are you saying fresh out of the box? <laughs> What's that? Is that like talking? Sometimes he just says things like, "I don't know what you mean." Like, I mean, fresh like, out like, box. Is it fresh out of box? Like, is that it? I'm like, well, yeah, maybe that's a saying, but like, why? <laughs> why are you saying it? <laughs> like, isn't there like a? Oh yeah, the show is called Fresh Off the Boat. Is that what? where you got what? it from? Fresh out of the box. <laughs> Fresh off the boat. I don't know. It okay. just popped in my head. <laughs> I said, said it. it. <laughs> Couldn't take it back. <laughs> I was in an awkward situation. Fresh off the head of lettuce. <laughs> yeah, it's called a uh, salad. All right. Okay. Boom. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to our last dream episode. Uh, where we found Daniel, <laughs> he's swimming in pools <laughs> with, with crabs. Crabs. With crabs. We saw crabs in his Danny. Drawers. Danny had crabs, and then he went swimming, and then <laughs> which don't go. Swimming everybody after then that. got crabs after that. <laughs> so <laughs> mischievous crabs. Just listen, and you'll see that it wasn't exactly like that. <laughs> the crabs were of alien, alien origin. <laughs> so it was some foreign crabs. Crabs. <laughs> <laughs> He's some foreign crabs. Um, I found them in my drawers. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, uh, we've, we've done this a couple of times before, um, where... You know, he, he's had some dreams, not quite long enough or, or big enough to make a, to full, make a episode. full episode. So we've done what he calls dream snaps. And uh, I'm glad that you say it right, Trev. <laughs> so it's like his collection. Last night we were, were talking on the phone and uh, he was telling me that he had two of them. And he's like, well, I just need one more dream snip. And then we could have a, a full other compilation for an episode. And then today he's prepared. So <laughs> he had he had a dream snip dream last <laughs> night, and uh, here we are. We've got three three tales for you, three dreams uh, that we'll be going through that are shorter of short in stature. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what they were. So we call them Dream Snips Collection. This is volume three volume of three, Dream right? Snips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Got three of them for you, and uh, this is the first one here, titled, 
What? That's not what it's titled. <laughs> I was like, wait, I don't remember titling it that. <laughs> so wait, this is Dream Snippet. This is Dream seven. Snip number seven, okay. and it's titled Tsunami in Salt Lake City <laughs> or Tsunami in SLC. <laughs> Not only is it okay. If you're unaware, he's already had a dream. This was earlier on. It was number six. Number six, a dream about a tsunami. And what was it called? Tsunami. <laughs> but now it's tsunami. It's Salt Lake City. <laughs> this was so, more specific. But so not only is it that, but he also has graced us with his now famous. <laughs> I don't even call them like his little pre notes. Pre notes of just so that he can prep us for what uh, preface. What, yeah, a preface, preface so that he we we made pre notes prep us. <laughs> uh, guys, it's preface. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes we forget words. So here we go in the preface. As per usual, if I use a preface, actually, you even put it in. <laughs> You even put it in there. <laughs> I wrote this one a while ago. I don't... <laughs> As per usual, if I use a preface to a dream, it is to inform those who many who many not be in the know <laughs> about a particular element of my dream. For this dream, keep in mind that Salt Lake City has one decent-sized body of water located near it. The Great Salt Lake. <laughs> How could you guess that from the name Salt Lake City? <laughs> yeah. The Great Salt Lake. It's in the name. The Great Salt Lake is located to the west of the city. To the east are, are the mountains. The lake itself is very shallow compared to most other lakes its size in the world. Suffice it to say that the probability of a tsunami-type wave forming from this lake are near zero. <laughs> and a tsunami hitting the city from the east, well... Let's say it's less than the probability mentioned above. <laughs> so he just wants you to like, I know I was dreaming, but just so you know, I am a logical person. <laughs> and I know that like a tsunami couldn't actually hit us here in Salt Lake City. <laughs> I forgot I wrote that, but it's true. It is very shallow for like its size. <laughs> just so you know, it's so, so uh, what's the word? So, shallow? Salty. I was gonna say salty. I was gonna say saluted. The is that a word? Saluted? No. The salinity level is very high. Yes. Yeah, so you could actually go out there and just kind of like float there. It's kind of like the Dead it's Sea. Like saluted, in, like polluted in, with salt. Yeah. <laughs> saluted. Well, I don't. I've never actually witnessed this, but I've heard people say that you could actually go out there with a sleeping bag and just float and sleep on top of the Great Salt Lake. I don't know if you can do that. Yeah. I don't think it's that. I think we should. Uh, you should try it, Trav. We'll record it and post it on YouTube. Corky. That <laughs> lake is uber gross. I don't like the other. It's, so, all right. My recollection begins with me standing behind the teller line at work. <laughs> He's also at work a lot, and for whatever reason, like, are you ever in the teller line at work? No. Yet you are there so often in your dreams. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, like. 20 years ago when I first started in banking, but not so much in the last 15 years. So did you start in banking when you were like 17? All right. So like (laughs) 17 years ago, whatever. 
right. Uh, okay. You see, I work as a teller for a bank located in downtown Salt Lake City. <laughs> we must have been having issues with counterfeit bills recently, as corporate has sent a trainer to our office this morning to teach us how to better identify fraudulent bills. You take this marker and, and you, you mark it. And if it's a weird color, it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> End of lesson. Uh, that is correct. I stand there listening to her lecture for a few moments when she decides to break up the lesson with a hands-on activity. She pulls out a large case that is full of funny money and hands a stack of these bills to each of us. <laughs> these bills are about the size of a full sheet of paper, but perhaps a little narrower. <laughs> so these are giant, like a giant <laughs> deck of cards type? Yeah. Like a giant bill. It's like the bills are like, probably like a good... 11 to 12 inches long. She's like, like now what's the difference between this and real money? (laughs) 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 If I had to guess, I'd say each bill was roughly 11 by 11 inches by six inches. So basically like your your normal (laughs) piece of paper, pretty much. Uh, Although the normal piece of paper, I think is 11 by eight, but whatever, much bigger than real bills. 11 by eight or 11 and a half half, by eight. eight and a half. That's right. Okay, or something like that, right? Thank you, thank you for correcting me on something so <laughs> min- just so stupid. Much bigger than real bills, anyway. Not only are these bills oversized, but they are all for very odd amounts. For example, I had a two thousand seven hundred dollar bill and a thirty one thousand one hundred eighty two dollar point dollar point and twenty three cent bill. <laughs> The trainer goes on and asks us to identify which bills are fake and which are real. <laughs> uh, all of them? How did he get this job? This is the easiest job. <laughs> she think you guys are like kindergartners? Which one of these is real money? <laughs> Here's a $5 bill with Lincoln on it. Here's a $2,700 bill the size of a normal piece of paper with Michael Jackson. <laughs> the trainer goes on He's and like, asks... They're all fake. They look nothing like what I collected when I passed go. <laughs> Friggin' Monopoly, man. The trainer goes on and asks us to identify which bills are fake and which are real. I look at her and say, all of these bills are fake. She looks back at me and says... Are they? <laughs> How sure are you? Is this like a magic trick? At this point, I'm not quite sure what to say back. The next few minutes are spent with the, with the bank staff, all of whom are holding a stack of these ridiculously large bills, yelling random denom- denominations of bills we had in our hands and laughing about them. I tell everyone about my $31,182.23 bill, and they all agree that mine is the strangest, <laughs> and therefore I win the strange bill oh contest. <laughs> what? So stupid. <laughs> he has to build himself up so much in Do you know what I deal with on a daily with my children? <laughs> Is that my daughter will come up with some stupid contest and 
she'll just like she'll do it whatever and be like i win and then my son freaks out because he's like number one i didn't even know what you're doing but because of that i'm like super pissed that you won (laughs) and so then i was like nobody wins it's not a contest i don't know what you guys are doing but it's not a contest like they makes me like first one to hug dad wins and they like both run over like great i want hugs from my kids but I don't want them running at me and just going, like, punching each other, just trying to hug me and crying by the time they get to me. So you're saying your son is, like, uh, in Dumb and Dumber, where he's like, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't no, triple stamp, you can't triple stamp. stamp a double Lloyd, stamp. Lloyd, Lloyd. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I know how you feel. I, my daughter and son are the exact same way. London is always coming up with shenanigans. I think we've kind of figured out that our children are basically the same yeah, people. Pretty much. But <laughs> anyway, later that day, after we had all finished our training, we were escorted outside into the parking lot for a counterfeit bill training graduation. Corporate was kind enough to loan us a small wooden platform that had been set up in the middle of the parking lot facing west. This gave us each this gave each of us a raised place to step onto. <laughs> and receive our training completion certificates. <laughs> you know, of course. So you feel like better because you get to go up a step. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do they do? Like play like. <laughs> Daniel Barnes. Daniel Barnes. You have completed fake currency training <laughs> graduated <laughs> high honors magna cum laude <laughs> you have successfully <laughs> identified all of the bills were indeed counterfeit <laughs> but it's just a single step right yeah, no, yeah it's just, it's just you like, get on it you're like i thought it would be higher like sorry we only had enough money to splurge for the bronze medal winner platform <laughs> <laughs> yeah the whole platform is like it's like a 12 inch step up and that was it. Of course, before the actual <laughs> handing... So what? He said 12-inch oh. step. Just one foot. Yes. Well done. Good job. Wait, do the we graduation know music again? Congratulations, Alan Barnes, for correctly guessing that 12 inches equals one foot. <laughs> yeah. Of course, before the actual handing out of the certificates could commence, our training instructor decided it would be best if she made a commencement speech first. While she spoke her words of wisdom, I, wouldn't, I couldn't help but notice that a giant wave had just crested a few blocks. <laughs> <laughs> what? I couldn't help but notice that a giant wave had just crested a few block to the east of us, <laughs> exposing itself over the taller buildings located at the edge of the city. I, <laughs> just, uh, I get so much joy when you just forget to put an S on something. <laughs> I quickly stood up and began shouting, warning everyone at what I had just seen, telling them that we all need to leave now. You However, said that? Yes. Again, Danny is the one who is in charge of saving everybody from a tsunami. (laughs) How is he the only one that sees a giant flipping wave? Well, it's probably because of my previous tsunami training. (laughs) 
<laughs> that are just crusty to food. He's like, quick to the laundry baskets. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I know how to make boats. <laughs> I just need baskets and a towel. <laughs> Warning everyone what I had just seen, telling them that we all need to leave now. However, no one, not one person moved a muscle. They began to tell me that they had not yet received their certificate of completion and that they would not leave without it. <laughs> Internally, I thought to myself, screw the certificate. I'm out. I'm out of here. I, <laughs> I then took off running as fast as I could in the opposite direction that I had seen the wave cresting from. I ran through alleyways, parking lots, and yards, really anywhere I had to, to get away from the wave more rapidly. As I ran, I would occasionally look over my shoulder to see if the surging water was gaining on me. I could see windows on buildings explode simultaneously as the pressure from the water impacted the structures. A few minutes later, I had run far enough that I figured the water would be dis dissipating by the time it got to me. Well, granted that there literally is very few, or, I mean, like we already talked about how the lake is very shallow. <laughs> I mean, from what it used to be, there's like hardly even a lake left. So, <laughs> unfortunately... That is the same moment when I saw another flood of water rushing through the city from the other direction. <laughs> Apparently, two tsunami waves had hit the city at the same time, one from the east and one from the west. Running out of options of where to go, I backtracked a block or two. How long is it taking these waves to get to? <laughs> he backtracked a block or two. Uh, which is what in Salt Lake is it? Is it or like perhaps eight, eight blocks is a mile or something like that? Yeah. So it's like it's like a quarter mile. Yeah. And perhaps I'm a super fast runner. So he backtracked a block or two and eventually found an elevated brick garden area. One of an elevated brick garden area. One of the local business had constructed to make the area look a little nicer. I climbed onto the raised flower bed and stood there, hopping that the water <laughs> level would recede before, <laughs> before it could reach me. Did I not write hoping? Nope, you said hopping. <laughs> hopping that the water level would recede before it could reach me. As luck would have it, I found the one street in the city where the water level never reached more than a couple of feet before sinking back <laughs> to where <laughs> just so happens to find the middle, just the exact middle <laughs> ground. Uh, was you it know, State Street? <laughs> I feel like it was a couple blocks east of State. <laughs> Once I deemed it safe to remove... You were standing in a couple feet of water once you deemed it safe to remove yourself from the found flowery perch. Well, you know, I don't know what to expect. There could be sudden surge. <laughs> I climbed down and began walking back toward, the, toward my bank branch. On my way back, I ran into a woman on the sidewalk who was screaming and advertising that she had people inside that needed homes. <laughs> See, things work really fast in his dreams. Like he's already got like people like Red Cross is already there helping people, you know, just aiding in getting them in homes. 
<laughs> well, I guess it's pretty easy to have Red Cross there already with how slow that wave was moving. <laughs> As I was about to pass her, she stopped me and explained to me that she was the owner of a for-profit organization that... This is actually the size of like a normal one that take that would take families take in families in need and let them stay until they could get back on their feet. She let me know that due to the extensive damage the water from the tsunamis had just caused, she was going to have to shut down for a while and get the proper repairs done on the building. She tells me that she has a mother and a daughter who really need a place to live for a while and thought that I'd be the perfect person to provide a home for them. <laughs> like, lady, I don't even know if my house is standing. <laughs> but you can provide a house. She must have been a good you salesman. You do have like 31,000 something 23 cents, don't you? You're pretty rich. Yeah, you got that you one can bill. Dig them in. That's true. Like, how much, how much does it cost? Like... <laughs> I have this money. This is all I have. $31,128.23. All the real money was washed away. <laughs> she must have been a good salesperson as I began to feel bad and agreed to take in a mother and child until they could get things sorted out. The owner of the company seemed elated that I had agreed to help and immediately ran over and opened the front door of the building she had been con- conduction. What? Conducting? And opened the front door of the building she had been conduction business from. (laughs) I can hear her scream to her mother, who was located inside the building, that she found that she had found a home for her and her daughter, and that they needed to get packed up as they were leaving right away. I could hear the mother yelling something back, which initiated an even more chaotic response from the owner. I couldn't quite make out what they were saying, but I could definitely see that they were not getting along at the moment. Feeling a bit left out of the loop, I decided to slip past the owner lady and into the foyer area of the building. It's about that moment that I hear the owner yell at the mother, I know you peed on my clothes, but I got you back. Pooped on your shirt. She then... What? She then cackled. And stepped back out onto the sidewalk to continue soliciting free families in need. See, she just basically wants to get rid of these people. She's like, these ladies, they need a home. They don't have a home. Plus, they peed on my clothes. But don't you worry. I pooped on theirs. Feeling some compassion for this poor mother and daughter, I asked them if I could help them get packed up so we can head home. They agreed and guided me to an upper floor where the room they had been staying in was located. As I helped them pack their belongings, I hear the daughter ask her mother, Did that woman really poop on your shirt? The mom replies with, Yes. (laughs) But joke's on her. Because she let me borrow that shirt a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Shirt actually belongs to her. She pooped on her own shirt. Danny Danny subconscious. It's like I get her back. It's actually her shirt. (laughs) The little girl laughs at this and asks why. I tell the two of them it's time to go, and that's when I woke up. (laughs) It's devious. 
Joke's on her. I borrowed that shirt from her a couple <laughs> weeks back. That's her shirt she pooped on. <laughs> yeah, that was a good twist ending, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's a very good twist. <laughs> All right. On to dream snippet number eight in total, but two for today. <laughs> it's two called... Slash number eight. The basement! <laughs> with an exclamation? Yes. Uh, I got carried away with the exclamations on these. I find myself enjoying a nice cup of coffee at a new local coffee shop <laughs> with some friends. <laughs> Are you, uh, what's his name? The guy who plays on Batman, Alfred? Yeah. <laughs> Michael, 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 Michael Caine? Yeah, Michael yeah. Caine. Ironically, one of those people just so happens to be an ex-girlfriend of, from years ago. <laughs> anyway, as I sit there enjoying the warm beverage and listening to live music, I catch a glimpse of a small old school VHS video rental store tucked away in the back corner of the coffee shop. This, of course, piques my interest, and I slowly make my way into that direction. Once there, I begin to browse the handful of shelves that this video store was using to display various movies. He just doesn't want to tell us that this is like the porn section. <laughs> hey, the back corner of the... I saw a small adult video room <laughs> only separated by a doorway with beads hanging. <laughs> I get it. Have you frequented it? <laughs> If you see any movie, it's on it. I get excited as I see many titles of movies I enjoy. I enjoyed quite thoroughly as a kid. Man, you started as I, early. As I per- perused the aisles, my ex-girlfriend walked up behind me and showed some excitement of her own as she saw titles that she must have enjoyed as a kid, as a child. I want to know what these titles are. Again, to make a long story short, I'm not sure why I was letting my ex call the shots. <laughs> You're there with your he ex? He has to slip in there just so that people don't think that he's a wuss, like he's letting his ex-girlfriend call the shots. But before I knew it, we were leaving the video rental store with an ancient movie I've never even heard of that was originally filmed in the 1960s ancient (laughs) and an old tattered journal that only had about two pages left in it that were not written on yet. I don't know why anyone would want to rent a journal to write private thoughts in and then just have to return them to the store in a couple of days for all to see. But alas, it happened. The journal was tattered. It was a tattered mess. (laughs) A bit disappointed in the choices that were made at the video rental store, I decided to head home. When I arrived at home, I decided to head down into the basement for some reason. I think I had something I wanted to take downstairs to store, but I'm not positive. (laughs) Anyway, once I stepped foot into the the Once I stepped foot into my basement, I looked around in awe, as I always forget just how big my basement is. (laughs) It's unfinished at the moment, but it it has a massive amount of square footage, and the ceilings are incredibly high. (laughs) (laughs) Especially... sounds like I'm bragging about the weirdest thing. Especially for a basement. (laughs) I take a moment to envision what it would be like when we do finish it. And get excited at the potential possibilities. <laughs> Freaking nerd. <laughs> How 
However, the one thing I don't love about our basement right now is all of the various items and boxes we have stored down there. Everything was just haphazardly You're the placed. one who was bringing something down to store. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one adding to it. I hate this. <laughs> Add another I, box. <laughs> but now I remember I hate it once I got down there. Everything was just haphazardly placed and laying around with no rhyme or reason to it. I really can't wait to get this all cleaned up and organized someday. It's at about this moment that my nose got a whiff of something pungent. (laughs) (laughs) I spend the next couple of minutes weaving my way through and around boxes in hopes of locating the source of this rank smell. Eventually, I was able to pinpoint the problem. In one of the unfinished rooms in the basement, we had apparently laid out an old carpet as a form of cheap padding once upon a time. Unfortunately, this old carpet was now soaked in urine and was stinking up the joint. (laughs) (laughs) Who is peeing all over this carpet? Was it the uh, lady from the previous room or something? She's just sneaking in there, (laughs) squatting. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. The first thing that came <laughs> to mind. Danny's like, joke's on her. I borrowed this carpet from her <laughs> last <laughs> <of> week ago. <laughs> the first thing that came to, my, came to mind was a memory of finding a hole in our basement that led to a tunnel that is <laughs> kind of like a cave <laughs> that a series of homeless people had dug. <laughs> A series of homeless people? Like a bunch of them, you know, they work together. <laughs> like a chain gang of homeless people. <laughs> you can just see them just like digging a ho- holes, digging, digging a ho- holes, digging. Passing little bowls of like the dirt they've excavated <laughs> out through the back. <laughs> Like it's a prison break or something. (laughs) I remember finding a bunch of them squatting in my basement, unbeknownst to me years ago. Wait, you didn't know? You found a bunch of them squatting, but you didn't know about it. Well, like when I found them, I didn't know that they had dug this hole and now we're just like living in my basement. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Until I accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> I can't say it. What is it? Until I accidentally stubble across it. <laughs> he cannot say he cannot type the word stumble. <laughs> Did you do, was that in the last yes. snip? Yes. Or was that in the last dream? No, just the last snips that we read. <laughs> He wrote the word stubble. <laughs> I think your spell correction is just Until like I, off. Because spelling checks, it's spelled right. It's just not the right word. I should have yeah. had a blue line under it. Yeah. There's no, like, be like, this does not make sense. You would think, but I don't Until think I accidentally stubble across them when night... <laughs> accidentally stubble across them when night when <laughs> it's supposed to be one night Danny this <laughs> sentence is so messed up and I'm sorry I have to keep going back but I keep running into things alright were you this still is, asleep when you wrote this this is like Maybe. the smallest sentence too there's like 12 words 
Until I accidentally stubble across them when night when I had to go down into the basement. I had to kick them all out and thought that I had covered and blocked I had covered and blocked of the tunnel that led into our basement. I decided to walk around and see if I could find the entrance to that tunnel again so that I ensure that it was still blocked off. If for some reason the blockade had been breached and more homeless people were staying down here, that could explain the urine I found all over our carpet. I'm sorry. I would be freaking out if there was some tunnel that was leading homeless people into my basement to where they would just use that as their bathroom. All you, yeah, like your, all you did was like, I'm going to block it off. <laughs> like you don't call the police. You don't try and refill the tunnel or fix it. It's like oh, I'll put like a bookshelf in front of it. <laughs> As I walked around the basement looking for this opening, I caught a glimpse of a small creature stirring about. The animal was roughly the size of a cat, but looked more like a fox. Could it have been a fox? <laughs> <laughs> Just curious if that's a possibility. <laughs> I guess they are similar sized. <laughs> it, it moved around by doing <laughs> it moved around by doing a series of cartwheels in quick succession, all the while chuckling like a hyena. <laughs> This was a strange sight indeed. <laughs> However, this being did more than make me curious. Instead, it helped me to remember something about this basement that I had forgotten. There was a portal to another dimension. <laughs> located. How bad is your memory? <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember. Like, you forget that there's homeless people down there. You forget that there's a portal to a different dimension <laughs> there's a portal to a different dimension located in my basement that led to a land full of strange and weird creatures <laughs> the worst of which was the catfish dragons <laughs> which was <laughs> He's like the worst. It's like, I hate those catfish dragons. I guess catfish like kind of do look like Chinese dragons, like the face. With much haste, I ran toward the area in which the portal resided in hopes that I could close it before one of these foul beasts could once again make its way through. Unfortunately, just as I slid to a stop in the room the portal was in, I could see that I was too late. A large... 200 to 300 pound catfish dragon had already made its way through the portal and was making itself at home in my basement. This is the f this is the fiend that peed all over my carpet, I realized. <laughs> Not the homeless people. Sorry, homeless people. <laughs> Forgot about this portal. These homeless people are just being blamed for nothing because you couldn't remember about a portal in your basement that led to catfish dragons. Without further hesitation, I quickly look around for an object that I can use to fend it off while I cocks it back. 
<laughs> Cox it back. It's a Cox. That you spell Cox? I don't think that is. Well, like Cox C-O-A-X. it back. C O A X. Yeah, he put C O X. Well, I Cox it back toward the portal. Luckily, next to my feet, I find a couple of broken and split two by fours and pick them up. Oh, good thing you didn't have to look for very long. <laughs> I look around for an object. You're like looking around and just don't look on the floor <laughs> next to your feet. <laughs> now that I have my weapons in hand, I begin to scream and yell at the catfish dragon in order to get its attention. Once it's focused on me, I know that it will begin to chase me in hopes of having itself a nice Danny dinner. <laughs> This whole plan works like a charm as I as follow <clears throat> sorry as it follows me while I poke at it with my sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I slowly work my way backward toward the portal opening. However, here is where it gets a bit complicated. <laughs> this is where it gets complicated. You see the portal entrance is covered by a series of uh, this is the third time you've used the word series. <laughs> Covered by it, you've had a series of homeless people, a series of of like cartwheels, cartwheels and a series of catfish dragons. <laughs> so entrance is covered by a series of catfish dragon, all stacked one inside another. In other words, around the outside is the largest catfish dragon I have defeated. <laughs> so, it's a Russian was, doll. Yeah, dragon. So I was going to say this was the first one that I found in my basement. Each time another catfish dragon makes its way through the portal, I must then push it back toward the portal opening. Get it to retreat back into the mouth of the previous, but now dead catfish dragon. Then grab my trusty baseball bat. I had stashed next to the portal. (laughs) So he obviously forgot that he had a bat next to the portal. And smack the catfish dragon over the head with all my strength. This blow to the head causes the beast to die instantly. (laughs) Its eyes will roll back into its head and its mouth will open and lock in an agape fashion. Ready for the next one to go into its mouth. (laughs) The reason I do all of this in such a precise manner is because with each additional catfish dragon, that enters my realm, I'm able to force the portal entrance to shirk in size. <laughs> it's shirk. It should be shirk. To shirk in size. Hence, each catfish dragon that makes its way through must be small enough to fit through the mouth of the previous catfish dragon that I have killed in front of the portal. My hope is that someday I will have killed enough catfish dragons in this manner to basically close off and seal the portal opening so that no further creatures from the other dimension may be able to make its way through. I stare at my handiwork for a few moments, satisfied with the progress I've made thus far. This is when I woke up. So he's done this so many times before, but he never remembers. He's always like, oh yeah, the portal. (laughs) Who peed on my carpet? (laughs) Damn it, homeless people. (laughs) Look at that cat-sized fox-looking thing. (laughs) Look at him doing cartwheels. Oh, yeah. There's a portal to another dimension down here. 
totally forgot. I mean, look over there, that big old freaking catfish dragon that I killed. <laughs> and then the less big old dragon. And then the slightly smaller catfish dragon. All I can say is that apparently this was a high traffic basement. <laughs> <laughs> There's tunnels and portals galore. Probably came through that portal. That was a perfect place because they had tons of food. Because like you got homeless people just hanging out down there. They're like, mm. <laughs> food. Okay, <laughs> that was one of your stranger ones. I'll admit. Which part? The catfish dragon? Danny, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing Okay <clears throat> On to the last one Number nine in total Number three for today <laughs> It's called The Purple Haze Dot 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 Finally No exclamation point yep. I'm at school When the st- <laughs> Are you at school? You don't go to school. No, no. Why are you dreaming so much about school? It just happens. I'm, I'm either s- at work or at school almost always. If I'm not, apparently I'm at coffee shops <laughs> perusing their VHS sections. <laughs> or you're sleeping in your dream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You that sleep too. quite a bit. Sorry, just yawned. I'm at school when the strangest thing starts to happen. As I walk through the halls, I can periodically see a poof, (laughs) purple smoke, flare up, then disappear. Much like the smoke you'd imagine a magician would use as a distraction during the magic show. (laughs) Where'd he go? I didn't even mean to write a poof. What did I write? A poof of purple smoke. I just paused after I said poof. Just because it was funnier that way. Although I found it odd to begin with. (laughs) Although I found it odd to begin with. It wasn't until the third or fourth time I saw this same poof of smoke (laughs) that I really began to get concerned with what it could be. (laughs) Let me guess. Something to do with a portal you forgot about. (laughs) You'll have to find out. Just then, another poof of purple smoke flared up into the air, and the crowd around it all began to run and scream in a panic. Once the crowd dispersed, I could make out a small, furry creature moving around on the hallway floor. I I leaned toward it, trying to get a better view of what this little thing was. When... It sudden, when it sudden sprang into action and started lunging towards students, ravenously scratching and clawing at them, it was at that moment that I realized that this little monster was a gremlin. I, along with everyone else in the vicinity, began to run in the opposite direction as this little tra- Tasmanian-like devil, as this little Tasmanian-like devil... Period. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of the sentence. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I had to write this today as quickly as possible (laughs) to get ready. However, it did not take long for me to see more purple smoke poofs 
go off and consume students around me. Once the smoke dissipated, all that was left, all that was left, the students, was another gremlin. This is when I realized that the purple smoke was turning people into gremlins, not wanting to become the next gremlin, or worse, a gremlin snack, and bobbed and weaved my way through the school halls, <laughs> avoiding any purple smoke I could see. Eventually, I, be- <laughs> I began to be chased by a gremlin that seemed a bit bigger than the other gremlins I had just seen. <laughs> I ran as fast as I could until I ended up cornered in a classroom on the second floor of the school. Strangely, this classroom was two-tiered, and the lower tier had been flooded. (laughs) With the water, I could see desks and chairs floating around in addition to a wooden floor. (laughs) I like how it's flooded on the second floor. (laughs) Not having many, not having May options at the moment, as a gremlin was just second behind me. (laughs) Second, sorry. (laughs) You did put an S. As a gremlin was just seconds behind me, I made the executive decision to jump into the water. Hence, I did just that. <laughs> I, I, I made the decision to jump into the water. Hence, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> this is what you get when it is one straight through like I got 20 minutes. <laughs> Go. I swam to the floating wood door and climbed on top of it. The gremlin that chased me into the room burst through the entryway. Wait, on the floating what? Door. door. There's like a wooden door also just floating. Basically. <laughs> Titanic. Yeah. He's, he's in Titanic. <laughs> Which you already had a dream about. Yeah. <laughs> So the gremlin that chased me into the room burst through the entryway, but stopped dead in his tracks as soon as he saw the water. Because the water is what? Like stopped exactly at the doorway? No, like, so the the classroom is two-tiered. <laughs> yeah, so he's on the top so, tier. Yeah, so there was like a top tier, and then it went down at one point, and there's like stairs, and then there's a lower tier. Okay. I think it was like an art room. All right. And then, but the lower tier was full of water. He then began to pace back and forth at the water's edge, hoping that I would eventually get out of the water. Interesting, I thought to myself. Looks like these gremlins hate water. I then laid back on the floating door, rested How my How did you know that? Rested my... Stopped. Yeah. He stopped. Rested my head on the backpack and presumed to just float around on this small island of solitude for the next few hours. So it's like... um Wait, you haven't watched um, Game of Thrones, have you? I watched the first four seasons. Oh, okay. Never mind. Maybe three and a half. I had hoped that the gremlin would have become disinterested during this time. Unfortunately, he did not, and was still just pacing back and forth at the water's edge. Luckily, these past few hours weren't a complete waste of time, as I could tell that the gremlins were... The gremlins was slowly growing taller and taller as time ticked by. So now I knew something else about these creatures. Not only were they created from the purple smoke, but they also got taller the longer they were a gremlin. (laughs) I would be able to use this knowledge to gauge the rough age of a gremlin as I encountered more of them in the future. 
Okay. What do you? Why do you why care about this, how old they are? I like how he looks at this. Is like, ah, time well spent. <laughs> <laughs> Floating on this door, I have deduced that the longer they are gremlins, the bigger they yeah. get. You're happy about the fact that the longer you wait, the more powerful and big this gremlin gets that's trying to get you. Like, and he's happy ah. about it because then later on when he runs into him, he can be like, oh, hey, I bet you you're 20 hours old. <laughs> it, might, it might throw him off. Like, hey, how do you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> At this time, I finally decided I'd, I'd have to find an alternate exit route as it became apparent this gremlin wasn't going anywhere soon. I slowly paddled my way toward a window that was half-submerged and spent the next few minutes trying to open it. After several attempts, I was successful and climbed out of the window and jumped down on the ground a story below. I then proceeded to run toward home, all the while hiding from and avoiding gremlins I came across on the way. Of course, with each gremlin I came across, I would guesstimate roughly how many hours <laughs> old they were, depending on their height. <laughs> Once home, I found a note on the kitchen counter from my wife. She had let me know that she had taken the kids to her friend's to her friend hair salon, located on top floor, <laughs> located on the top floor of the Little America Hotel, to get haircuts. I looked okay. out the window of my house. Not haircuts again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, lo <laughs> I looked out the window of my house that overlooked the valley below and could see giant purple smoke clouds popping up all over the place. I knew it wouldn't take long for those purple smoke clouds to reach the area in which my wife and kids were at the moment. I then booked it over to the Little America Hotel and ran into the lobby. So far, everyone inside the hotel seemed fine and oblivious to what was going on in the city all around them. I made my way toward the grand staircase that spiraled around and around each floor, making its way up toward the top of the building. They don't actually have one of those. <laughs> but <laughs> In my dream, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, they have a grand staircase that goes up to the second floor, but does not wind up throughout all floors. Sadly, you couldn't just take the elevator. You just had to be like... I'm going to run all the way up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to be trapped just in case in an <laughs> elevator. Sadly, I wasn't as early as I thought I'd be as sporadic purple smoky vapors started springing up <laughs> to and fro, consuming unsuspecting patrons of the hotel. I was the only one that knew what was going on and had to run as fast as I could up the stairs just to outpace the purple smoke. Suddenly, I found myself on the top floor and found my family in the hair salon. I quickly explained to them what was going on, and they agreed to come with me right away. How did you convince them? Guys, there's this purple smoke. It's, it's following me. And every time, like, it was, I was at school. And all of them. When there's purple smoke, it turns them into gremlins. <laughs> Come with me right away. Okay, Dad. I trust you. I'd be like, you are freaking off your rocker, bro. I spent several hours floating on a door. And I deduced that they grow. We then, at a steady rate. Yes, I, I used my time wisely. We then did our I best. I guess that is useful information if you're trying to find like the first one, the Genesis one that yeah, started it all, the biggest to kill it, and then maybe like 
that would kill all the rest. So, like, these gremlins, in your opinion, are of a hive mind? Yes. Okay. Exactly. I never figured that out. I will tell you that much. We then did our best to escape from this hotel and ran toward a building we had become aware of that was supposed to be some kind of safe haven from the purple smoke and gremlins. (laughs) Guys, I've heard that there's a place that's safe for people like us from the purple haze and gremlins. (laughs) I know I've only been running from them for like the last couple hours, but... Once inside this new building, we all breathed a sigh of relief and started to calm down. I told my family that I could really use a shower and went and stood in line to take a shower in the public bathroom. As I waited in line, I could see something else strange starting to occur. The skin on some of the men in front of me slowly became to turn from flesh-colored to a bluish, silvery became hue. Became to? Yeah, he said became to. <laughs> slowly became to turn from flesh-colored to a bluish, silvery hue. Not quite knowing what was going on, but smart enough to know that I did not want to wait around, naked in a shower with a bunch of these men to find out. (laughs) I hastily exited the line and ran back to my family. Again, I explained to them what I had just seen and deemed this safe haven no longer safe. (laughs) Hey, guys. (sighs) All right. You'll never know. You'll never guess what I just saw. I was waiting in line to get in the shower, and all these dudes just started turning a silvery bluish hue. We are no longer safe. (laughs) We then did our best to escape from this. Oh, I already read that. Okay. Once again, the family and I found ourselves wandering the streets in hopes of finding a place to escape. It's at that moment that I looked up at an apartment building that was advertising units that were laid out at 90 degree vertical angles that were for rent. Okay, somewhere in the recesses of my mind, I could remember that gremlins only like to be on flat ground. So, living in an apartment that was vertical would more than likely keep my family and I safe. Ecstatic with our newfound luck, I entered the apartment building to inquire about putting down a deposit for a month's rent for a vertically placed unit. This is when I woke woke up. (laughs) What are you talking about vertical? What? Vertically... Place so, like, it? the apartment, instead of, like, being like this, everything is on, it's on a 90-degree angle. And like so, the floor is on this, yeah. this wall. And so, everything's bolted to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to live there? <laughs> but gremlins hate that. <laughs> so, they're like, so they're like, didn't you know that? <laughs> get to the... You gotta get to the fridge. You have to take a ladder. In gremlin lore, they hate water <laughs> and vertical apartments. <laughs> so I figured we'd be safe as long as we lived in the vertical apartment. How do you take a shower in that? <laughs> it's all the waterfalls this way. <laughs> I don't know. I never got that far. <laughs> All right, well, there's three dreams for you with our third volume of Dream Snippets. Um, Just a reminder of what those are. Of course, that was Tsunami in Salt Lake City, The Basement, and The Purple Haze. So we should just have a vote. Which one was your guys' favorite? The Basement. Oh, The Basement one was, yeah. The Basement one was best, but... And anytime you can, you can't say stumble. But, uh, 
All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, we really do um, hope that you are enjoying these as much as we are. So um, make sure that you uh, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at QCO Podcast and visit our website at QCOPodcast.com. Um, we do, and you know, you're listening to us on some sort of platform Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitch, or whatever. You can find us anywhere. So just Google it. Type it in, find Qgo Podcast. I know. Listen, there's, in. there's lots of Actually, platforms I, out there, but do include podcasts because, like, I've tried to Google just Q, Q code, and there's some like weird like computer programming. Oh yeah, we're not computer guys. Maybe Alan, but <laughs> so Q code podcast. podcast. So thanks again for listening. Uh, we, you know, also ask that you give us five star review and or whatever. Like at this point, I'll just take whatever. <laughs> so just give us a review uh tell us what you like and uh what you don't like and uh we will you know maybe get our feelings hurt for just a second but we should be okay but thanks again guys for listening we'll catch you next week